Welcome to Essays and IPAs, presented by CDI Studios. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another episode of Essays and IPAs. I am Michael Colotto, the EVP of the Data Center Solutionist team. Um, I'm joined today by two co-hosts. Uh, we have Kyle Mullen here in the center, uh, VP of CDI. He currently can't talk. Uh, and then we also have... I'm Bob McAllis, Director of Network Architects at CDI. So, funny story. Uh, Kyle wanted to be here today, uh, but he is um, currently taking care of his new child. So he is not with us, but he does look fantastic. Um, we went with a cider from, just so everybody knows, we went for, with a cider in, in honor of him. That was good. Um, we have a cider today uh, from our last guest. He brought it. So we did not get to drink it on camera, so we are drinking it ourselves. Um, but yeah, thank, thank you, Kyle, for joining us. Um, because this is the leadership team or part of the leadership team here at CEI, uh, we figured we'd probably lead with Kyle talking about, you know, any negative feedback that we have, he has of the team, uh, Bob and I in us particular. Individually. Yeah. So Kyle and nothing, no? nothing. So obviously we're fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we wanted to talk about, you know, leadership in general, you know, we're both leaders here at CDI. Uh, we have people of, of different capabilities, different technological um, preferences and things like that, right? You know, you, you've added some some newer people to the team. So I wanted to, to talk about how how are you how are you pairing those people maybe with with um, you know a senior person or how, what are you doing to kind of forge that that relationship within even CDI our culture. Yeah, yeah, it, it's an interesting problem, especially when you're taking somebody who's new to the organization completely, right? I mean, we've we've grown so much over the past, uh, you know, four years. Yep. Um, so there's a lot to navigate in terms of you know people, process. Uh, you know, some of us take take for granted that we've just you know we know who to go to, right? Um, so to me, it's about building uh, that team culture um, where you know we're all just we're you know we're in it together to try to make you know give our customers the best outcomes in every situation and and you know each of us come out of every day feeling like we've we've accomplished something we've you know done our job and and uh you know, can sleep peacefully yeah yeah um so you know my personal take i i don't necessarily pair a new team member up with with one individual i'll, okay. I'll kind of uh i'll have a new individual new new team member um you know, pair up with with a couple of other members of the team for different things, like right? Go around the horn, kind of go around yeah, the horn a yeah. little bit because okay. it gives you different opportunities to, um, you know, kind of see different styles, especially with somebody who's new to solution architect the role, sure. right? Yeah. Which, yeah. which in the case of of uh, of my new addition to the team, um, he is new to the solution architect role after having been yeah. a, you know, a practicing network engineer at several other. Uh, uh, value add resellers as well as uh, and, and customer enterprises. So it's been an opportunity to, you know, at, start to develop that salesmanship, that that culture. Yeah, I, right? I, I like that. Um, you know, you're you're right. I mean, he has the opportunity as well as you have the opportunity to expose him to different styles. And, yeah. And I mean, there are we we at CDI, as some of you have seen with our different um, hosts, co-hosts, Different people, you've seen that we are a cast of characters, um, and including as, our esteemed leader, especially Kyle. As some of the last few episodes you have, have as came out, like if please rewatch the birthday episode. Um, <laughs> but 
you know, it, it is one of those things. And, and, and on the last episode that you were on, you know, we talked about how that, that even marriage between a salesperson and an SA. Right. And, but it's true in terms of just how, where you find your own personality in front of people. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's a, that's a new process. Everyone, everyone's got to find their voice. Right. And I, I think that's, what's interesting about the solution architect role is you've got people that range from being, uh, very technical in nature, um, to, to those who are more, you know, a little bit more the salesy side, right. Yeah. The, the, you know, and, and, and all of that has a, has a place within, the process of helping customers find, you know, the best solution for their needs. So um, I, I think it's good to expose a new member to some of those different styles and they will develop their own, you know, without a doubt. So let me, you're smirking. You definitely so, have a story so, here. So let me ask a question. Uh, do you preface anything with constructive criticism on that person? Like, would you say like, I'm not like I'm trying to I'm trying to think of something benign here in terms of that. Uh, but like this person has this quirk, you know, and you don't want them to absorb that that one quirk in mm -hmm. terms of things. Would you ever be like, listen, uh, this person's fantastic for this, this and this. Definitely pay close attention, take notes, anything, um, you know, just so you know as well. Like there's a couple things that they do that, you know, we've been working on uh, to try to coach them around this. You know, this like, you know, in terms of these couple aspects, I'm actually going to pair you with, you know, this person with what they do there because they manage their calendar better. Or like they don't say no, they're working at seven o'clock and not, you know, like, what it, I, I'm trying to think of something because I'm trying yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to single any person out on my team <laughs> so that I get yelled so you're, at. You're building this composite person I'm all the bad things. Build right. an overall person <laughs> of, of like, of that. Like, I guess I never thought about it. I think I do that, but maybe not explicitly. Okay. I, I, okay. But I definitely say, you know, oh, go to this member of the team to, uh, you know, to get some, you know, to, to understand the process for, you know, driving things through our Salesforce process and our internal review processes. Right. But when, yeah. you know, I've got some members of my team who are very adept at that. Right. Yes. And others who are, you know, very adept at the, you know, the, the customer interaction and how to elicit requirements from a customer and make sure that they've documented all that. They do a really great job of documenting those things. So I, I guess I, I never really thought about it, but I, I guess I do that. I just don't you, you explicitly say like, yeah, oh, don't listen to what this person does for that thing. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Well, I don't have anybody that sucks at anything. That's, on my that's team. completely fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, you know, we I think at CDI we are very spoiled um, with the people that we do have, whether it, it's technically, personality-wise, in terms of being able to, I don't want to say charm a room, but be able to interact with a room in a beneficial way, right? And Plus presence. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's having that presence, presence right? Yeah. Um, now. Something I haven't asked you before, and we didn't, well, we didn't cover on the first episode that you were on, is we talked about why you became an SA, but we didn't really like talk about how you became a leader. Like, you know, some people, you know, that's that's something that they really want to do. They want to lead people. Like we talked about the last episode, episode a lot of times, uh, people they just think that's like the only way to get more money is right. to have a team. You know, what? How did you kind of fall into this gig? Uh, fall into it is actually a good descriptor. I I will be honest. I you know early in my career, right? I um. I actually really love the idea of staying in a very technical track, right? And, and going for some sort of a, you know, a principal engineer or a fellow or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, order of facts. 
a little like, bit you know, yeah like this, this is like i i developed this or i know this little nugget and this is mine but right yeah well i think i mean I, that's always a part especially when you come from a hands-on background yes. that's a part of that like well i know how to do this better than anybody my, that's my resume. Right that's there. my right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I did really kind of fall into it, um, you know, just through, um, you know, making the transition from being a post-sales delivery engineer to being a, a solution architect and then um, just sort of naturally becoming sort of the, the you know, the, the, the unofficial, originally the unofficial sort of team lead and then later the official team lead. Um, but it was not, it honestly was not in my my career goals to be a, a okay. people leader or, uh, you know, to be in management. And part of that came from early in my career, having some you know, sort of middling managers and saying, well, I don't know if that's really something I would want to do. And then I had the good fortune um, while at high availability, which of course became part of CDI to work with some exceptional leaders who I, I could see the satisfaction in building a team and seeing the success of that team and, 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 you know, partaking in the team success as opposed to individual success. Yeah. yeah. And that became a really powerful um, opportunity to me, right? The ability to, to, you know, sort of partake in that and see, okay, this is what happens when you build yeah. a strong team and everyone succeeds together. And that changed my perspective on leadership and management. Right. And that was when it sort of opened the door for me. And then, of course, when, when, uh, when I became part of the CDI family, I was, you know, given the opportunity to... Uh, you know, to to, to really you know, take that role on, and yeah, yeah in, in a more formal sense, really and, dig it. Yeah, and it's and again, it's been it's been an, an awesome opportunity, and also at times challenging transition to focus right. on the team success rather than my own. You know, I, I I tend to look at it like if everyone's got my name on their on their lips, that's I'm probably doing the wrong thing there, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I want them talking about how great my team is and how well my team is meeting our customers' needs and meeting meeting our needs as a business and, and making sure that we're meeting our goals, helping our customers True. solve their problems, right? And I'm, you know, not necessarily in the background, but I'm a supporting cast member there, yeah, yeah. right? You, you don't need your, your finger in every pie. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, it's it's true. Um, you know, another another area that that I struggled with for a while because it's one of those, those centers of centers of influence and mm -hmm. excellence, but influence is like our deck creation, right? Like yeah. so so we have a lot of decks, we have a lot of things, and like you almost want to be like the founding member of a deck kind of thing. And like, yep. But like, there's a lot of effort that goes into creating these things, whether yeah. it's research and reading and little nuggets that you're putting in there in terms of like telling the story and whatever. And I mean, that was one of the things that was hard for me originally was turning that over mm -hmm. because also I was not the specialist of this. Yeah. You know, it was now. You know, Kyle was the specialist of whatever it was. Um, sunglasses. Yeah, sunglasses. You know, Ray-Bans versus, you know, just going to, to you know, Sunglass Hut and decide. You know, he decided. Yeah. Um, I like Gucci. Um, Plus, yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's a tough that's a tough transition is, yeah. is even that that content. Because it's like now I didn't research that stuff. It's like, well, well Bob's. You know the the expert and whatever that is yeah. like you know the the sales rep or the other essays aren't coming to you anymore they're coming to the person that created that right you know yeah. so it's that uh, on, on the whole i think that's one of those leadership management things delegation that's a that it's a challenge right it's a challenge to get good at it know when to use that tool and how to use that tool successfully right um you know and and, and again we have the good fortune i think at cdi of, of having some good leadership coaching yeah. 
and that's uh that you know it's it's a long road it's hard to make that mental transition but um i, I try to stay focused on that success of the team right and i would rather have my team associated with and and have the pride of owning that content right so i've tried to same thing i've tried to move myself from like okay i'm going to sit down and create this content deck to i'm going to you know assign some of my team to do that yeah, and then i may come back out. come by with the polishing right afterwards sure, and sure. you know yeah. do a little sprucing up or something like that but it's but but giving them you know empowering them to own that content and and demonstrate their expertise yeah yeah right I'll, I'll yeah. give you another example of one that that I've been trying to to relinquish is uh, in terms of content creation is our um, what you missed blogs. Mm -hmm. You know the the conference we we attend all the different. I know conferences. you keep assigning those to me actually. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> right, right. Um, ChatGPT, right? Sure. Well, polishes it. Polishes <laughs> it. I don't, well, I hope because ChatGPT doesn't have the information from whatever just happened. Sure. So, sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's something that like I've always taken pride in being that voice of like whatever it was, and you know, many conferences this year I've assigned it to somebody else. Yeah, because um, because you know, like some some of the people um, uh, watching might know, you know, a lot of times we not go on tour, but we kind of say, "Hey, ex customer, you know, we we attended this conference. Let us talk to you about yes. the the most impactful things in our opinions." Right? Yeah. You know, the X vendor said. This is the best thing they ever created, but it's actually like, hey, it's not even GA. Right. It's probably gonna be a couple of years. Right, the right, first right. version is probably gonna be <laughs> mad bad. Like whatever, you know, like that type of thing, yeah. right? So, so you know, I was always the poor person going on tour, uh, maybe going like some of our vendors even want to go with us at different things. I know for for last year, um, we did one with Dell or VMware at different venues. Mm -hmm. um, I know Kyle did one down in Virginia. Oh, did you? You want you want a drinker? Okay, uh, that's pretty late. Um, but you know, it, it is it is tough to do that. It is tough to to relinquish control, but it is also important because you can be spread too thin, and what you don't realize is your quality of work goes down. Right, um, you're holding yourself to this higher level of excellence um, because you you um, were a senior principal, whatever, before you came in leadership, right? And um, you're not actually producing what you think you're producing right. anymore, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I, I and well, and very simply, right? Leadership and uh, uh, sorry, brand and scale, right? Yeah. You know, that's 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 uh, you know, Rob Owen's uh, trademark uh, uh, directive, right? Brand and scale. So I, I I think that same thing, right? I want to give my team an opportunity to build their own yeah. brand yeah. and and become known for being the experts that they are. I don't necessarily need all of that to funnel through me. Yeah. You know. Um, but like, yeah, like anything, I think it's, it's, you have to recognize the change and then embrace the change rather than fight the change. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Someone's always going to move your cheese. Right. <laughs> sure. Um, so another, another question I have, um, just because it's, it was, it's always challenging. I know now that we have larger teams, you're responsible for your team's education. So, mm. so once again, you know, Legacy CDI, uh, when our teams weren't as big, you know, I was in charge of multiple different essays of multiple different disciplines, um, and I would try to do my best to be inclusive, but it was hard because there wasn't, you know, networking security or different things were not my area, right? So mm -hmm. I would do my best to include those things. 
you know, now thankfully that that for even for them in terms of their development, that's been you know isolated and and specialized, right? So you know whether it's it, it's trainings from a vendor or other things, how how do you feel you know is it's best to kind of enrich uh, people in terms of their education? Yeah, so so I have taken a bit of an organic approach there where I can, right? And I, I've met with each member of my team to to try to understand where their personal interests lie, right? Okay. Because you know, I mean, my team as a whole covers networking, network security, collaboration, but that's a that's a very broad field, yeah, right? And right. constantly changing. Yep. And and there's some members of my team who are very interested in data center networking technology, others that are very interested in enterprise networking. So um, I've I guess I've had the good fortune of not having to make really hard decisions there, okay. but but instead being able to you know help people focus on what's interesting to them. Okay. Um, okay. but but that then has informed okay who are we sending what kind of conferences who are we sending to various you know, vendor trainings who when you know when we get a uh, a need to satisfy some certifications for um, uh, you know a, a partner level or something yeah, like yeah. that that we can you know kind of dole those out based on on the the specialty. So I guess I've been a little bit fortunate there yeah. not having hey, to, you know, kind of good. Uh, push someone in a direction that maybe isn't their their natural inkling. So, uh, but that again goes I think to the breadth of of my team and and the you know the uh all of their willingness to find some nugget within yeah. the space that we serve and like yeah, they, they have go after it, right? right? Like yeah, that's yeah. Nice. That's definitely nice, but that is hard, right? Um, that is definitely something we struggled with. And I think any partner, I think any company, mm-hmm. um, you know, because even if you're on the customer side, you have a lot of technologies and you may be a small person team where you're a admin or engineer or architect of this and this, and there's two, and you have to know everything, right? right? So so I think no matter what, like, you know, when you're a smaller team, you can't specialize. You have to be that jack of all trades. Right. Um, and I know that's definitely what we were for a long time. It's like, hey, X person, I need you to take these like four certifications. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I need them next week. And none of them have anything to do with the other one. Right. You know, like, okay. Like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we get yeah. right on that? That ability to spread out a little bit and you know, maybe hopefully have people focus on something that's actually of interest to them. Yeah, yeah I mean, nice. that, that's, that is nice. I mean, and that, and that is, I think, one of those things that I will say in terms of just recommendations for anybody watching is luckily there is now a very verbose um, skill set range that people have as well as topics that you can focus on. So if there's something genuinely, you know, you you do like that you do gravitate toward that you start to listen to it and you just sponge it up, you know, take advantage of that. You know, there's plenty of niche roles out there that you don't just have to generalize and look at like some CompTIA generalized like certification for whatever. Like go after that one thing, you know, go after that that one thing to learn um, and, you know, see where you end up. Because whether it's a, a partner or a customer or a vendor, there's something out there that could take advantage of that. Yeah, it's been, it's an interesting time, I think, in in that sense, right? Like the the you know what I see is the broad appeal at um, at, at most enterprise customers or, or large business customers is someone who knows how to do a lot of things. Not necessarily that jack of all trades and master of none, but but someone who's got a a, a wide breadth of experience and, and capability, and then maybe one specialty, right? Um, but 
there's there's definitely the opportunity to just keep growing your skill set. Yeah, you know, um, because we what I what I see less of, I think, is um, on the the end customer side, right? Uh, of having a lot of towers of yeah. of knowledge, right? It's it's much more the the products and platforms as well as the operators of those platforms are moving to a more generalized format. And yet you still have to have someone who understands storage very, very well or networking or, you know, um, you know cloud workloads or something like that. Uh, but that's not necessarily exclusive, right? You know, an exclusive skill. They've got to also have a, a wide range of understanding of how those systems operate, you know, interoperate. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, that's a, that's a great place. And I think that's why you hear a lot of us tell the story of how we were some generalized something mm -hmm. and those make some of the best SSAs, right? So along those lines, hey, if that's you, you know, submit your resume is that no um, I'm not gonna do that. But but at the same time, you know, that it does make a good person, you know, in, in our field because you do have a general technology. Like I, I've shared that like I worked at a knock. I touched it. Every type of technology, unfortunately, there was. Right. You know, but it was a great learning zone to also understand that this is connected to this is connected to this and how it is right because there there needs to be that understanding of that everything you know has to communicate some way everything has to be important in some way and secured some way whatever right, right. so so um you know it's definitely but once again you know it's it's nice that people can specialize these days um because i know you know uh me I wanted to get into uh, IT very early, mm -hmm. but at the time that like, and probably the same is true, true for you. There was only really programming certain, you know, like degrees, you know, like when I was, well, that's what I got, I got, yeah, I got I, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, <laughs> I looked at that and I, like, I, I told this story before, I think, but I was in a C plus plus class and yeah, I just looked around. It was this late night lab. And my friends were like, I literally just had a, got a phone and um, we're, were sending me messages saying like, "Hey, like, what are you doing?" Blah blah. blah. And I was I was writing some random basic program, and I'm like, "Yeah, this isn't my this isn't my thing. Yeah, my yeah. take. Yeah. So like, you know, now I mean, I think you could do like anything. I mean, I know one of one of the guys who actually works at CDI. Um, he got he went back to to school to get I believe his master's, mm -hmm. and I think he got like three Cisco certifications. Right, you know, like that, like that, like it's a, it's a, like it's amazing how things have have matured and developed that you can get a formal or informal education, you get a YouTube education, yeah, you know, for for a lot of these things, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's funny. It's it's funny. My my path was almost a little bit opposite. I actually, uh, I was you know three and a half years through a computer science degree at a you know well known engineering school. Um, and, and what I discovered was that I enjoyed the problem solving, right? When I could sit down and write up, you know, some code in a night to solve some problem. Um, I really enjoyed that. And when the computer science degree started to morph into code efficiencies and spec writing and all those things, it, it, yeah. it lost a lot of its luster for me. And it was funny. I, uh, you know, my last year I was signing up for classes before, before the term started. And it was a it was a class called Introduction to Computer Networking. I said, "Oh, maybe I'll try that. See what that's about." And uh, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of changed the course for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah, actually. I mean, and then within the, you know the process of taking taking that class and the class after it, 
uh, and and working with the with the professor, I managed to get my CCNA, my CCNP, my CCPA, my CCPA, you know, and all the you know, a whole bunch of those certs, and and obviously that kind of changed my my career arc from from software development to you know back to sort of an IT mm-hmm. route, which is where I had done a lot of you know internships and things like that. But yeah, it's it's interesting how sometimes what seems like an inconsequential uh, choice at the time can can have long term effects. Yeah. Um, so, well, but you know, things change a little bit. I mean, based on the the shades of our beers, I, I think I probably that was a no, few, I was a few years earlier than you in that process. I'll, I'll say that there's there's been a lot more gray showing up in these areas of late. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know if it's you know the age of my son or it's something. I don't know what it is, but it is, it is no bueno. Um, so uh, so before we wrap up here, we didn't actually say what this was. We did not. Um, so this is this this was brought in by our last guest. Um, this is Mellet Hard Cider. They're based out of New Jersey. King Street Hops. So it's a hopping uh, hard cider, which honestly I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of ciders, especially when they are not basically licked with sugar. Right. Um, and this is not. It is very dry. It's very dry. But it's got, um, it's got a great floral kind of hoppy note, right? It's you, it's you good. It's, I, I, it's I'm kind of out of practice. I don't know if I can identify the hops. It probably says on the back here, but it uh, probably does. Yeah, but 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 really delicious. Highly, highly recommend. Yeah, we haven't had really a, another cider on here, but um, I don't even know what I could. Rate I, mean, is. I could probably drink the rest of that. But but there. this is this is fantastic. I definitely recommend it yeah. to anybody because it's clean. It's not like a hazy, dirty kind of hop like some people think it think like a poppy stuff. Um, it's very crisp still, so yeah. uh, highly recommend it. Yeah, but, great. Uh, yeah, so thank you everybody uh, for joining us today on another episode of Essays and IPAs. Um, we appreciate it just like ever, like every time. You know, we do appreciate your feedback. So whether it's you know one of the uh, social media play- posts that we have of, of this content, please comment. Also, Essays and IPAs at cdillc.com. Please send us an email. We do read them. We do take your feedback, and uh, we appreciate you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Essays and IPAs, a production of CDI Studios. Essays is produced by Spencer Grogan and Alyssa Hall. Please like and subscribe to CDI's YouTube channel to stay up to date on the latest CDI content, including videos on our practice areas and our bi-weekly installments of CDI Live, where experts sit down to answer your questions on today's trending technology topics. You can also follow the podcast on your favorite podcast directory.